tossing and turning all night like a salad, it's time to put those sleepless nights to bed for good. Enter Tanasi, my sleep saviors, and they have science to back up their sleep, anxiety, and pain-relieving powers. Back in 2016, they invested a $2.5 million grant to Middle Tennessee State University to study the hemp plant. Turns out their special patent-pending CBD-CBDA formula is twice as effective as CBD alone and can be more effective than over-the-counter ibuprofen, acetaminophen, and aspirin. So if you're tired of tossing and turning like a rotisserie chicken, then Tanasi's got your back with their range of great products from tinctures to gummies to lotions. Tanasi is my go-to when I can't sleep or I have way too much anxiety. I'm so glad that I discovered them. So go to Tanasi.com and use the code POWER to get 25% off your order. That's Tanasi.com, T-A-N-A-S-I, to get 25% off your first order with the promo code POWER. Are you tired of your digestive system feeling like a circus act gone wrong? Introducing Ritual's 3-in-1 Gut Superhero Symbiotic Plus. A probiotic, prebiotic, and postbiotic all rolled into one. And with 25% off with the code POWER, there's no better time to check out Ritual. Let's break it down. Probiotics are like the cool kids at the gut party, keeping everything in check and making sure the good vibes are flowing. Prebiotics are their wingmen, fueling the party with all the right snacks to keep the good bacteria thriving. And postbiotics, well, they're like the cleanup crew, sweeping away the mess and leaving your gut feeling fresh and fabulous. So say goodbye to the gut drama and remember, there's no more shame in your gut game. Symbiotic Plus and Ritual are here to celebrate, not hide your insides. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com power. Sober Powered is sponsored by BetterHelp. I was a stress drinker, and I thought, if only I didn't have so much stress, I wouldn't have to drink this much. But do you know why I had all this stress? Because I didn't have the skills to take stressors off my plate, so they built up and wore me down. Some stressors are big and others are small, but carrying around 25 minor annoyances is going to have an impact on you. Plus, did you know that alcohol messes with our stress response system and decreases our ability to handle stress? It makes small things seem like a much bigger deal. Learning how to manage stress and take things off my plate has changed my life. I'm calm, I'm less reactive, and I believe that I can handle whatever comes my way. I feel proud of the way that I handle things now. You can get there too. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com sober to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash sober. I'm Jill, and this is the Sober Powered Podcast. I'll tell you how I finally stopped chasing the buzz and what I've learned along the way. Welcome back to the Sober Powered Podcast. I'm Jill, and if you're new here, I'm a sober scientist who talks about the science and psychology of addiction. If that sounds interesting, please subscribe. Today, I'm going to talk about staying sober during the holidays. I'm 13 months sober, so last year was my first holiday season not drinking. On Christmas Day, I was about six weeks sober. I'll walk you through my first sober holiday season, 
explain what helped get me through, what the most difficult moments were, and my advice for those of you experiencing this for the first time. I have a few strategies to share with you. The bartender is your champion, become a sociologist, treat it like a live grenade, and shut that nosy person down. So let's dig in. This time last year, I was extremely uncomfortable. Everyone knew me as one of the biggest drinkers who never miss an opportunity to have wine, and now all of a sudden, I'm sober. Problem drinker alert? Everything I've done, I went into it thinking I absolutely will not drink. The way I look at it, drinking is just not an option for me. If you're able to adopt this mindset, then it removes a lot of cravings and urges. Don't leave it up to you know, in the moment decision, go into it saying, I will not drink. When I was about one month sober, I went to my first sober company holiday party and scientists drink a lot. The party was even at a speakeasy. There were a few random apps and a bit of dinner, but it was clear the main attraction was drinking. So this is my secret weapon for being sober at bars. So listen carefully. I arrived at the party a little late because I wasn't going to go. Spouses weren't invited, so I didn't have my husband's support. He convinced me to go and have a good time anyways. When I arrived, everyone already had a drink. So I went to the bar alone and told the bartender, I don't drink. Could you please make me a mocktail? When he asked what I wanted, I said to surprise me. He made me a really pretty drink that was very creative. It wasn't just lemonade with some mint leaves. I think he could tell that I was really uncomfortable. So here's the trick. The bartender is now your champion. He knows your drink and you don't. Next time you go to the bar, even if it's with other people, he's got you. If another bartender tries to help you, you can tell them that the other bartender made you a drink and you're not sure what it was. You never have to repeat the word mocktail or the phrase I don't drink ever again. When people asked what I was drinking, I said I didn't know. I asked the bartender to surprise me. People thought I was really cool for doing that. During the party, I felt very comfortable going to the bar with all different kinds of drinkers, even drinkers that I really didn't interact with very much at work that were a lot higher up than me. I just got a refill on my drink and no one knew what was going on. No one ever knew that I was sober at that party. So I stayed for a couple hours and I remember very clearly when things changed. I was in a circle next to one of my good friends. She was telling a story and it started getting a bit weird. Everyone was laughing, but her story made no sense. I looked over at her, and she was super drunk. I remember being shocked. I had never witnessed the switch from buzzed party people to drunk party people because I was always one of the first drunk ones. This was the moment where I thought, it's time to go. There will be a point at every party where you feel this way, and my advice is get out as soon as possible. You don't have to say bye to anyone. I left the party and I went to Starbucks by myself. I was drinking a latte and waiting for the bus thinking, wow, I just did a sober party. I felt uncomfortable during the night, but I got through it. And once you get through the first hour of discomfort, you ease into it and it gets easier. A week or two later, we had another work outing at a bar and someone questioned me very loudly about not drinking. 
she said. You're still not drinking? Why? It was so uncomfortable. The best thing that we can do in this situation is just say little conversation enders, like, I don't know, or I just don't want to. In this case, she assumed I was on a very long cleanse, so I just let her have that. I left after an hour or two, and this time when I got home, I cried in my car for a few minutes. But after I was done crying, I felt better and proud of myself for getting through. You don't have to go to parties ever again if you don't want to or work stuff. And if you need to have a good cry when you get home, go for it. Feelings can be very overwhelming in sobriety, especially in the beginning. If someone in your family wants to give you crap about not drinking, shut that nosy person down. You don't owe them an explanation, and you don't have to justify the fact that you aren't drinking. I had a family member give me a really hard time at a party once because I was drinking Pellegrino. She kept saying, are you sure you don't want wine? Yeah, I'm good. But you love wine. I know. Just have one glass. No thanks. Over and over for the whole party. Like, yeah, I do know that I love wine. Thank you for reminding me. So the best thing that you can do here is not give them an opening to ask a follow-up question or give you some kind of advice. Respond in a very neutral, short way that completely ends the conversation. Every year for Christmas, my husband and I go down to his family's house in New Jersey and stay for a few days. So shout out to my listeners in New Jersey. His mother has a big Christmas Eve party, and it's one of the two biggest drinking events of the year, the other being her 4th of July party. Before last year, I had experienced six of my mother-in-law's Christmas Eve parties completely drunk out of my mind. I've cried, slept in my clothes, fought with my husband, all sorts of humiliating things. Now, all of a sudden, I'm showing up sober, and I hadn't told anyone about it either. This was one of my biggest sober challenges and something I had been nervous about since I quit drinking. I didn't want people to say I was an alcoholic. So I stocked up on all the non-alcoholic drinks I knew about, which was only non-alcoholic beers and no secco. I made sure to bring a ton of everything so I had plenty to drink. Having my own delicious options removes a lot of stress. Non-alcoholic drinks don't have to be alcohol-free beers and wines, though. If this triggers you or makes you uncomfortable, then just bring your favorite tea or sparkling water. Whatever it is, just bring a lot of it. Next time you're at a party and you're the only sober person, I have a game for you to play. I like to pretend I'm a sociologist and I'm studying drunk people in their natural habitat. This also works really well when you're uncomfortable at a restaurant. Sociologists don't judge. We just observe and take an interest in what's going on. Standing around in a room with other people who are also just standing around in a room seems fun when you're drunk, but when you're sober, it's actually pretty boring and it gets old quick. By becoming a sociologist, I have plenty to do and think about instead of just thinking about how I can't drink and everyone else is. So on Christmas Day, I had always slept past 11 and woke up disgustingly hungover, like almost unable to eat hungover. I still drank on Christmas Day, but it was more to try to cure my hangover than to have fun. So every Christmas, my husband's grandmother and her fiancé come over and we have a small gathering. Last year, 
I woke up early, like all sober people do, and my mother-in-law and I went on a walk with her dogs. It's such a nice memory and something I never would have been able to do if I had still been drinking. My grandmother-in-law gifted me a case of wines from Europe, and you guys know wine was my drink. I remember opening the gift thinking, oh my goodness, thanks universe, like what the hell, man. I couldn't even react, I just kind of sat there and looked at it. I thanked her, and when she went into the kitchen, my husband and I talked about it. He asked his mom if she would keep the gift, and the three of us were sneaky about it so we didn't offend anyone. This is where I learned my next strategy. Treat it like a live grenade. I don't touch alcohol, and I also try really hard not to even let it near me. I consider it a bomb that's going to go off any second. Some sober people will go buy alcohol for their spouse or for a party, and that's a massive risk. And I strongly discourage you from trying to do this. Your family and friends are perfectly capable of getting their own alcohol. I don't want to be comfortable around alcohol. My husband keeps beers in the fridge, which is fine, but I refuse to get him one. And I even laugh, like sometimes he'll forget and I'll get up to get a refill of whatever I'm drinking. And he'll ask if I will grab him a beer while I'm in the kitchen. And I just laugh at him and say, nope. I won't even touch empty bottles of alcohol. It's just a rule that I have, and I think it's protected me. I think if I started to get comfortable around alcohol and with touching it and being around it and preparing it, then it would be a lot easier to relapse. When alcohol gets close to me, my heart skips a beat, and I have to get it away from me. And thinking of it as a live grenade is a really fun exercise. Overall, sobriety is really hard. That's just a fact. It's also really worth it but that doesn't take away from how challenging it can be. That's why I like to make fun things for myself. Sometimes I even give the drinkers stories and make up what's going on. This is especially fun when I'm observing two people on a date at a bar. So if you like my strategies, feel free to steal them. And if you have any fun ones that you use or that you think up this holiday season, I'd love to hear about it. So here are a few other tips that I have for getting through your holiday season sober. So if this is your first sober holiday season, then again, I recommend you have a ton of non-alcoholic drinks with you. Bring more than you need just in case. And plan something nice for yourself in the mornings. You may be the only person awake unless you have little children. One of my group members in the Sober Powered Facebook group and I have this little joke. She said that she was going to get up early on Christmas Day and go for a walk and that that would be really nice for her. And I asked if we could go on a walk and feel really smug because we're the only people that are awake and feeling good. Most people wake up on Christmas Day feeling terrible. So anything that you can do to make it a more enjoyable, fun experience for you, do it. Last year, I also made sure some of my online sober friends knew that I was nervous. So if I wanted to text them, they were there. You could post in sober Facebook groups or message some of your sober friends. It helps to stay in contact with sober people who understand how you feel. If you're really upset about going to the party or dinner sober, then don't go. 
you not being there isn't going to ruin anyone's time. They will survive despite what they say to you. I like to blame my husband, and he does the same for me. He'll suddenly just get really sick, and I unfortunately have to stay home and take care of him. It's better to not go and deal with people's complaints for a few minutes than to go suffer and possibly drink. So remember, you don't have to do anything that you don't want to do. I hope these tips were helpful. If you're worried about your sober holiday season, then feel free to join the Sober Powered Facebook group and post away. We're a very nice community and you're definitely not the only one feeling that way. So feel free to reach out if you thought these tips were helpful or if you have any of your own. And I will talk to you guys next week. I'm Madeline, and I'm the host of the Happiest Sober Podcast. I got sober in my 20s after a decade of gray area drinking, and the greatest plot twist of all time was realizing that alcohol, the thing that I thought made my life the most happy and fun and exciting, was actually the exact thing preventing me from living my happiest and best life. My mom is 40 years sober, and she joins me on my podcast very often. I like to call her my part-time co-host, and I also bring you solo episodes where I share my top tips, tricks, and mindset shifts in sobriety, and lots of how to's for navigating all the things sober from weddings to parties to holidays to bachelorette parties to trips. I'm also joined by so many guests who come on and share their sober stories and they're all so, so inspiring. I'm here to show you that life doesn't end when you quit drinking. In fact, it's very much the opposite. And no matter what your relationship was with alcohol, life can be the absolute happiest when you're sober. New episodes come out every Tuesday. You can listen to Happiest Sober Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.